0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here
1: we
2: go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and T.
1: Waiver wire for week 15 and of course a little bit of week 16 on the side. Welcome to the show everybody. It's Fantasy Football Today. We hope you advanced. If you didn't advance... Well, Dave, Heath, how about a round of applause for the people who were eliminated and are still listening to the podcast?
2: Yeah, a clap real quick. Wait, close wait, wait, money. hold on, huh? We're gonna, we're gonna cheer for everybody who lost. If they're still listening, that's very nice of them. Look, I, listen, I agree, but I, I I'd, I'd rather commiserate with them, put my arm around them, say, buddy, we both lost. It sucks. It's terrible. Fantasy football ain't fair. Sometimes it's downright terrible and the fact that we play this game makes us all crazy people, but we still love it, and we're glad you're still here, and I can't wait. As much as I'm happy to be alive in a bunch of my leagues, I can't wait for January 2nd or right about there because that's when we turn the page to 2018. Jeez, Dave, what a grim start to the show. Like no. I lost in a couple of my leagues that I'm very bitter about. A couple of really good teams I'm you lost? Just, i just – I am that guy. I shouldn't be that guy. Like losing, I should be able to take my losing in stride and say, that's okay. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. The flowers will bloom. It's frickin' 50 degrees down here in South Florida. There's no <laughs> flowers blooming. Pro anymore. flowers as blooming flowers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, I'm just <laughs> mm, mad.
1: I get it. I get it. It's frustrating. I actually, like, I-, I was so
2: close to being the one seed in a very important league. Isn't it? And a- now I'm not. And then in this dynasty league that I'm in with Heat, <laughs> I was the two seed. I was under the impression that the top two seeds got a bye. No, Commissioner Heath Cummings says, you there's seven teams that make the how what type of league has seven teams <laughs> making the playoffs? So now I don't get a bye. I and I and I run into a team. I I may I did make a bad lineup mistake. But other than that, just really, you really sat frustrated. Hunt. I sat Kareem Hunt for uh, Steven Anderson. That's I okay. Kind of oh, myself. for Steven Anderson? I went with Stephen Andrews. Wow. And that is, would you have won had you not done that? I would have won had I not done that. Oh, okay. So that's pretty bad. Clearly, this is Heath's fault <laughs> that 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 happened. Okay.
1: Well, that's, uh Dave, I'm glad Dave was able to get that but off other your other than chest. that, Adam,
2: my weekend was great. Good. Oh, also, I lost to you in a league, Adam. You so did that's lose That's why you're the so shiny, happy people, and I'm. Johnny Crapper.
1: Hey man, one of my favorite teams. Johnny (laughs) Crapper. That's me. One of my favorite teams is Carson Wentz, so I'm in the same boat as a lot of people out there. We gotta get new quarterbacks. We're gonna help you out with that. First, I just wanna tell you the stat of the century. The Patriots failed to convert a first down last night for the first time since 1991. Oh my goodness. And they struggled. What was
2: everybody doing in 1991? Heath Cummings, you first. I was in sixth grade. I had just moved to a new town and I probably got bullied. I was 15. I definitely got bullied. I was writing an angry column for my high school newspaper that ended with a Dennis Leary-style rift every time.
1: <laughs> uh, I was seven, so I was, you know, just being a happy little seven-year-old, not bullying anybody and not getting bullied. Uh, so the probably singing lost. at the
2: dinner table when nobody wanted you to.
1: Oh, everybody wanted me to. They encouraged it. If they, they, they. In your, in your house, they did. It. Of course. But why yeah. wouldn't they? All right, the big news. Carson Wentz is out for the season with a torn ACL, and he may not be ready for the start of the 2018 season. I think we can talk about him in Dynasty a little bit tomorrow. Um, Do a little uh, hey real quick with Carson Wentz maybe. Nick Foles is going to start for the Eagles. Your level of interest in picking up Foles, who is at the Giants, and then home against Oakland and home against Dallas in his final three games of the season.
0: We're assuming a one QB twelve team league. It's pretty low. Um, there are some starting quarterbacks that I might be tempted to start them over this week. Namely, I I can't feel comfortable starting Marcus Mariota if I somehow advanced with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about Derek Carr.
1: Yeah, uh, Carr's facing the Cowboys. And it is a great matchup for Foles, especially if Landon Collins doesn't play. That that could really, you know, sway things. Um, it's just
2: another member of that giant secondary right. that makes life easier on Foles. I just, how confident are you that the Eagles are going to let him let it rip? Maybe the thing that makes the, the most
0: difference is, and it, they probably did because of how huge Wentz was yesterday or Sunday. If the Carson Wentz owner is still in the playoffs, then Foles becomes a much bigger priority for me. Uh, I don't want him to have him.
1: Are you starting?
2: They're different quarterbacks.
1: Are you starting Alshon Jeffrey? Are you starting Nelson Aguilar this week?
2: I'm okay with Alshon. I'm kind of okay with Aguilar. I went back and looked to see where Foles had his most success throwing the football and it's over the middle and to his right. To Grandmother South <laughs> Sweden. Yeah,
1: I was about to say.
2: <laughs> as, as long as it's a league where I start three wide receivers,
0: I'm fine with starting either of them. If if there's only two wide receivers and no flex, I'm not sure I want to start either one.
1: Okay, more on that game a little bit later. But, but you know, somebody said, should I drop Alshon Jeffrey? I, I no. wouldn't do no that. No way.
2: Yeah. No way.
1: um Aaron Rodgers could be medically cleared today. He has not been medically cleared yet, but we are hoping as he faces the Carolina Panthers this week. Josh McCown's out for the season. Bryce Petty will start. I know we don't have any interest in Bryce Petty. They're at New Orleans this week, but you should know, and Heath pointed this out on Sunday's show, uh, Robbie Anderson in four games uh, – that Rob Bryce Petty last year, excuse me. Bryce Petty had four games with 25 or more pass attempts last year, four in a row. And in all four of those games, Robbie Anderson led the team in receiving. He had – Three catches for 69 yards, four for 61 and a touchdown, six for 99, and four for 80 in a touchdown. He had three huge games of 12 or more fantasy points in standard, and his other game was three catches for 69 yards, which isn't that bad. So I don't know. I, I My initial reaction was there's no way I'm starting Robbie Anderson. Uh, how about you guys?
0: I don't want to. I would prefer not to, but I I don't know that there's really a huge difference between him and the guys we just talked about. I expect Robbie Anderson to get more targets than those guys do. Yeah. Um, so he's right in that borderline number three discussion with like a T.Y. Hilton and a Mike Evans.
1: Okay. Eli Manny's going to start this week. Not a big deal. Um, but people want to know if they should drop Sterling Shepard. We'll talk about that later. Robert Woods expected to play this week. He's 70% owned. He will be at Seattle. That's Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Lions are not committing to Amir Abdullah as their starting running back. So, of course, uh, Theo Riddick is out there. I don't think anybody's going to pick up Teon Green, but he is out there in, in a lot more leagues. And Alvin Kamara expects to play. That doesn't mean he will, but he himself expects to play against the Jets this week. And do you expect the following players? Tyrod Taylor against Miami.
0: It sounds very encouraging so I'll say yes. All
1: right, Joe Mixon at Minnesota.
2: Waiting for him to clear protocol.
0: Yeah,
1: just don't know. Adrian Peterson at Washington.
2: Nope, not expecting. No. That.
1: Damian Williams at Buffalo. I don't want him to come back. Well, no, nobody does.
2: No, no. Kenyon Drake has just become he's uh he's the hottest thing going right now. He's uh he he <laughs> he is Bitcoin. <laughs> Kenyon Drake is Bitcoin Nice,
1: yeah, and even if Williams does come back Maybe they just feature Drake now Maybe he's earned
0: that Do you expect Jordan Reed or Zach Ertz this week? I hope Ertz comes back Reed I'm not counting on Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was uh, some discouraging reports That Sunday morning Ertz still had headaches So that's that's yeah. not good
1: How about Amari Cooper against Dallas Sunday night?
0: Not as of now, no
1: And Kelvin Benjamin Probably not, right? No, no, no. And then this one could matter a lot for D.D. Westbrook. Do you think Alan Hearns comes back this week? I don't. All
2: right. Again, I hope not.
1: Yep, yep. It's early in the week. It's tough to know, but trying to give you a little bit of help as we get ready for the waiver wire. So here are our waiver wire priorities. First at quarterback. Was going to give that to Jamie. He will be in very shortly. All right, guys, step up to the plate. Give me some quarterbacks we're prioritizing. We can expand on it a little bit later, but some some quarterbacks on the waiver wire that we want
0: this week. Well, well th- go ahead. I'll go with the over guy, and then you, then I'll sure. get, see, the, the The key here is if Blake Bortles is out there.
2: You're not going to say this. I, you?
0: Go, go get him. <laughs> you? Go get him. Bortles has played very well recently. He has the dream matchup against the Houston Texans. I— He's a top ten quarterback for me this week, and I would start him over several guys that got you to the playoffs, uh, such as. Um, I would start him over Drew Brees. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Against the Jets, I, why would Drew Brees throw the ball against the Jets? What have we seen from the Saints this year?
1: Well, I know, but the Jets, the Jets what, are. He
0: finished this week, thirteen. The Jets are really bad, though. The pass defenses. I, I understand. I hate. This that's is fine. Not, I, that's I cool. am not criticizing. I am not criticizing Drew Brees in any way, shape, or form. He's played very good. The Saints are awesome. Drew Brees is a future Hall of Famer. He's still playing at a high level. The volume's just not there for him.
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. That's that's totally fair. All right. Bortles is one. Who
2: else? Give me a few others. I, I mean, uh, this is your time to to talk about guys that are overowned. So Case Keenum and Aaron Rodgers should probably be. In this conversation, do you prioritize them ahead or behind Blake Bortles?
0: I would rather have Rodgers than anyone. Okay. Rodgers is the the golden goose, and I see he's just 84% owned, so there is a chance that you're in a league where he's still out there. Um, I would put Bortles over Keenum.
2: Can I make the case for Keenum?
1: Yeah, hold on though. When Good we win, say, Dave. when, when we win. say, uh, over-owned, we don't mean that they're owned in too many leagues. We mean they're owned in more than 65% of leagues, which is usually what we use for waiver wire purposes. That's what over-owned means in this case. Bortles is 70% owned. Keenum is 76% owned. Rogers is 84% owned.
0: And you're just gonna gloss over the fact
2: that Dave wants to make the case for
1: Keenum. No, I'm not gonna gloss over. We've, it's a terrific pun. We've made it Thank before, you. but make the case again.
2: I think he's been playing great. He's had Back to back challenging matchups and he's done well in both. And I think his schedule the rest of the season is pretty good. He's got Cincinnati at home. Their defense is, their defense just got rocked by Mitchell Trubisky. Then he's at Green Bay. Their secondary just got rocked by Deshaun Kaiser. And then week 17 home against Chicago, if you play that long. I love the idea. I understand going for Aaron Rodgers over Case Keenum because Rodgers has just been so great over the course of his career. But I'm taking Keenum over Bortles. No question about it. And especially this week because that Texans defense has suddenly become really bad against the run. And I know Bortles has been putting up excellent numbers. And and maybe he has a a two-touchdown game with only 175 yards. I don't think he's going to have to throw a ton this week. I think this is a Leonard Fournette week. And I think Case Keenum is just going to keep on firing.
1: Okay, so... That, if you've got these guys available to you in early, in, excuse me, shallower leagues, Rodgers, Keenum, Bortles, you're gonna be happy with one of those three guys this week. Now we go a little bit deeper, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo is out there. Garoppolo is facing Tennessee. Strange stat. Only one of the last nine quarterbacks to face the Titans has scored more than 18 fantasy points. They have not faced very good quarterbacks though. Ben Roethlisberger's the best one they face and he had a huge game. 35 quarterback, uh, 35 fantasy points. But Tennessee hasn't been a great matchup for nine nine weeks now. Joe Flacco's at Cleveland. Nick Foles is at the Giants. Jay Cutler's at Buffalo. Uh Tyrod Taylor's got the Dolphins if he comes back. Do you like any of those guys? Garoppolo, Flacco, Foles, Cutler, Tyrod.
2: I'd go if I had to pick one of these guys, it would be Garoppolo. Playing at home. We've we've seen two really nice games from Garoppolo. We just haven't seen multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I think he can come through there against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I have Foles and Garoppolo right now ranked back-to-back, but Foles is one spot higher. I uh, think they're both fine streaming options, but there are not that many quarterbacks that I would start them over that you might have on your roster as a starter. This would have to be a situation where you lost Wentz and had no one else.
2: Is your love for Foles based more on the matchup or based on the offense or what? Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it love for Foles. I've got him 17th. Okay. Um, but I've got him twentieth as we're talking right now. The matchup
0: right. is so good, though. It is the matchup so good is the amazing? Giants. The talent around him is amazing, and I don't think there is as big of drop off from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles oh. as people are making it sound like. Oh, it. you don't want to say that? Like, if you look at their career numbers, Nick Foles has better numbers than Carson Wentz. I did. Please, just category? just
1: take back what you just said, please, for the love. of It's it. factually correct. What category? He had one great season. We had what twenty-seven touchdowns. Carson Wentz has
0: and- had one great season.
1: And oh my god, he's in his second year. He's playing at an MVP level. It's a huge drop off. Now, Nick if you Foles want to say at an
0: MVP level in that one great season. If you
1: want to say that Nick Foles isn't that bad. I I won't fight you on that. Maybe I'm not he is. Saying maybe Nick he Foles
0: isn't. is Carson Wentz. I want to clarify. I'm saying there's not as big of drop off as you guys are acting like. Uh, uh, the drop off is because Carson Wentz is
1: incredible. Like that's I think I think you might be downplaying how good Carson Wentz has been. Not not it's it's not that that Foles like you could do a lot worse than Nick Foles as your backup quarterback if you're the Eagles. But are
2: you sure that the Eagles are going to let Foles throw as often as Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz Carson didn't Wentz wasn't throw that, that much. Often. He didn't throw that much. You know? Wentz no, didn't? Had-
1: the last two weeks I think he has, but not before that. Last two weeks, 45, okay, three weeks in a I row. mean, I just,
2: I, I feel like I want to stop what I'm doing and just go try and see what Heath sees. Like, statistically how Foles is better than Wentz. I tweeted it out yesterday. It's crazy. It's, it's, you're
1: using, okay, I don't think we need to talk about this, but Nick Foles had a great season under Chip Kelly. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, and 13 games. The rest of his career is at 29 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. He's not even close to Carson Wentz. He's not even close. Like, come on. He has a higher career yards per attempt than Carson Wentz. He, Carson Wentz is in his second season. You cannot, okay. So anyway, Joe (laughs) Flacco is at Cleveland. Real quick, we'll wrap up quarterbacks here. Joe Flacco at Cleveland. 18 fantasy points in the first meeting and he's got two straight games of 20 or more fantasy points. Cleveland allows the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. You know, is this a guy that, that, uh, fantasy owners can go for, uh, Joe Flacco?
2: It has to be a two QB lead. Isn't it, isn't it more about just trusting Flacco than it is looking at those numbers? Like he's been hot lately and this seems like a, Cherry matchup. Oh yes. It is. But we, we just, we know that it's Joe Flacco. Yeah. And if we like Joe Flacco so much, then why aren't we going after any of his receivers? We well, Mike Walsh is going to be top 25 for me again.
1: I mean, he's, uh, he's starting to play well. You know, he's starting to play a little bit better here, Joe Flacco. All right. Anyway, um, more, more on that later. How about we go to running backs here? And who, running back was really good last week. <laughs> uh, what about this week?
0: Guys yeah, we thought super, running back was run really guys. good last week. There were a lot of guys we were excited about, and Gio Bernard played well. Kerwin Williams, uh, yeah, and, and theoretic. Williams had a solid game, and I'm, he would still be my favorite guy to go add on the waiver wire. Uh, Williams would be followed by Peyton Barber. I'm not as excited to go add Jonathan Stewart this week. Why not? I don't think he's going to have another three-touchdown game. No, no chance. No chance at three touchdowns. Um, But one against Green Bay? He he may score a touchdown against Green Bay. It depends. If Aaron Rodgers is activated, and that's the way I'm ranking it right now, I think this turns into more of a shootout, and it's a better game script for Christian McCaffrey than it is for Jonathan Stewart. The one thing that Green Bay has been okay at is defending running backs between the tackles. They've struggled with running backs in the passing game. They've struggled with running backs outside They haven't had that much trouble with the plotters.
2: What would you consider Isaiah Crowell? What type of a running back?
0: He's definitely a more athletic and dynamic running back than Jonathan Stewart. Um,
2: Sure. He just averaged 6.3 yards per carry against this Packers defense. He did. And now Green Bay is on the road second week in a row. I can't help but think that Jonathan Stewart could probably get you four yards per carry against this unit. And they've been letting him do work at the goal line. Oh yeah, that's that's the key for Jonathan Stewart. Obviously it's the key. yes to score touchdowns. Yeah, because if he doesn't then he's probably gonna give you a six or seven. But I think he can. He scares me a
1: little bit just because he's Jonathan Stewart's had two games this year with more than forty eight rushing yards. Right. You know? But but he does score, there's no question. Um three straight games. I, I know that this guy's owned in ten percent more of leagues, ten percent uh, yeah, whatever. Seventy five percent compared to sixty five percent, just Stewart's at sixty five percent, but Mike Davis is seventy five percent owned. If you saw both of them out there, now the Rams allow the second most fantasy points to running backs, four point seven yards per carry. Mike Davis or Jonathan Stewart, who would you pick up?
0: We need to see Mike Davis practice. That'd yeah. be really nice. Um if you guaranteed me that Mike Davis was playing, mm-hmm. then I
2: would say Mike Davis. All right, what about th- I would cons- I would consider Davis because I think he's got the much better shot at getting a hundred total yards.
1: Yeah. What about Theo Riddick? Theo Riddick against the Bears.
2: Yes, I'd rather have Theo Riddick. Than Stewart? For yeah. sure. Probably. Probably, Riddick.
1: If Giovanni Bernard is is available, are you interested in him this week? Because the matchup is much tougher at Minnesota. And we as, don't know. Mixon might play.
0: As long as Joe Mixon is out, I think Gio Bernard is going to be a good fantasy asset.
1: Heath, you mentioned Kerwin Williams. He'll be at Washington. The Redskins have allowed double-digit fantasy points to a running back in four of their last five games. Peyton Barber is another guy that we could pick up. Uh, he's 50% on. How do you guys feel about Peyton Barber? He will be facing the Falcons, who have allowed five rushing touchdowns this season. Peyton Barber had two of them just a few weeks ago. Peyton Barber.
2: Is he going to be the guy?
0: Are you willing to bet on that? I think I am. Uh, they came out and said Doug Martin can lose his job because of injury, but then it turns out Doug Martin can lose his job because of fumbles.
1: Okay. I, I mentioned this yesterday – or Sunday, excuse me. We were hoping – C.J. Anderson lost his job due to fumbles, and it didn't happen. We thought Rex Burkhead maybe would take a step back because of a fumble. It did in that game. It didn't happen after that. This could be a bit of a different situation, though. Uh So, all right, again, shallower leagues, you might have Mike Davis out there, Theo Riddick, Jonathan Stewart. We also have Kerwin Williams, Peyton Barber. Heath, you would take Kerwin Williams over Jonathan Stewart? I would. And, Dave, you would not. You would take Stewart no, over Kerwin.
2: I'll, I'll take Jay too. All
1: right. I guess the one thing that Stewart has going for him is that there's no injured player that might come back, you know, like Adrian Peterson in this case. Right. Wide receiver priorities, guys. Who are your wide receiver priorities
2: this week? I would start with D.D. Westbrook. I I just love the workload that he's been getting, and I think the targets will be there for him. And I don't know if he can score, but PPR leagues, I think he's a pretty close to a number two wide receiver.
1: Okay. Uh, can I give you a stat real quick here? He's facing Houston. The Texans in their last three games have not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver. And Marquise Goodwin is the only wide receiver with more than four fantasy points against uh, Houston in their last three games.
2: Now they faced And they've them. gone up against
1: Baltimore, Tennessee, and then San Francisco.
2: Right. So a couple of questionable quarterbacks in there. And I mean, now are we talking about Blake Bortles as a questionable quarterback, or has he turned the corner? Heath is going to make the argument that he's turned the corner. I
0: am going to make the argument that he has a fantastic matchup and he's playing with extreme confidence right now. I said yesterday on one of our video shows, I'm not betting on Blake Bortles in the playoffs. I'm not betting on Blake Bortles being a future good NFL quarterback, but I'll bet it on bet on him for one week, the way at the level he's playing against this matchup. But Marquis Goodwin, I, I think this week's waiver wire is the best argument for this is why you need to stack your team with running backs because you can find wide receivers late. There, sure. are, there are three top 25 wide receivers for me available on the waiver wire. And they are who? Marquise Goodwin, D.D. Westbrook, and Mike Wallace.
1: Wallace at Cleveland. They usually give up big numbers to number one receivers. Westbrook against Houston. We don't buy what I, the stats that I just said. Um, and Marquise Goodwin, who is uh, facing Tennessee, They've actually done pretty damn well against number one wide receivers. It's a little bit scary. Like, DeAndre Hopkins had eight catches for 80 yards on 14 targets. I do think he had a touchdown called back two weeks ago. Larry Fitzgerald just had five catches for 44 yards on seven targets. But, man, Goodwin, two straight games with 99 or more catches. Or, ca- yeah, no, yards. 99 great, catches would great, be great, impressive, impressive. It
2: would be. Stretch yeah.
1: he's on. He and Jimmy Garoppolo are definitely uh, definitely. How many dealing. targets
2: does he need to get 99, 99.
1: catches? 99. Uh, 99, yeah, just like 106. Um, and then what about Robert Woods, 70% owned? What if he's available? Would you take Robert Woods over Goodwin, Westbrook, or Wallace?
0: I think I would. I would not. I'm going to have a hard time getting excited about a guy in his first game back from injury. Going, and I know Seattle's defense isn't the same, but going to Seattle with what Cooper Cup's done recently and the rapport he has with...
2: I, uh, uh, but am I starting him?
0: Well, that's the, the thing. I, I'm assuming I'm picking up a wide receiver to start in this game.
2: If I'm picking up a wide receiver to start, then Robert Woods wouldn't be that guy. Okay. But if I'm picking one up to stash or to play keep away, then I think Robert Woods makes a lot of sense. Uh, Maybe Goodwin goes ahead of him. Yeah. But, but he's, he was great. He He was, he was doing what Goodwin has been doing before Goodwin did it.
1: Okay. Let's move on to tight ends, guys. I do not like this week for tight ends, but convince me otherwise. It get me excited about some tight ends to pick up in week
0: fourteen. Well, what you're looking for is Zach Ertz to not play this week. And so you're picking up Trey Burton and he's a top ten tight end.
1: <sighs> I mean, that makes sense. Facing the Giants, they allow the most fantasy points to tight ends. And if Carson Wentz were playing, I'd be, you know, like he might be a top five tight end. I don't know what Nick Foles is gonna do. He's pretty much the same guy. <laughs> okay, so Trey Burton is the cream of the crop, and he's only eight percent owed.
2: Anyone else? What about Adam Shaheen? Who? Yep. You know, are, are we chasing touchdowns like we did last time Shaheen scored? And he have scored had a nice against game the Lions. He's taking on the lines, and the Lions have been bad against tight ends. Terrible. There is an opportunity for the big lug to come down with a touchdown.
0: Yeah. I, I, I feel right now about tight ends like I feel about kickers. It's been so awful. And I think the biggest question is for – like Greg Olson is listed in now if also – if available. He's at 85% owned. There are a lot of people with Greg Olson on their roster trying to decide, do I pick up Adam Shaheen or O.J. Howard
2: to start over right. Greg Olson? And you know what? I don't know if I would start Greg Olson this week. Green Bay, It's like the one thing they've been able to do is take the tight end away. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, Green Bay allows the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Jack Doyle is 84%. Owned. I mean, Hunter Henry is 86% owned. If he's available, you pick him up. Uh, and it's
2: clear that his foot isn't 100%. He played a lot of snaps, but he was limping around. He he left the game at one point last week. Olsen did. You're talking about Olsen, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Jack Doyle's got the Broncos. That's not bad, but the, but those guys are owned in most leagues. Trey Burton, Charles Clay, Adam Shaheen, O.J. Howard. The, those are guys that Jamie lists. He didn't list Ricky Seals Jones. interesting. Yeah, Howard's interesting against Atlanta, who he uh, he had 52 yards in the first meeting. Um, but what about Ricky Seals Jones at Washington? Any interest in him? And he's got the Giants next week. We talked about those matchups; they're great. But he was terrible last week with one catch for 20 yards. Seals Jones?
0: Uh, he had a near miss in that game as well. I I would say that I would rather have him, I think, than everyone besides Burton. On the list. Wow. Hmm. Okay. And that's not
2: because I like him. I hate the tight end position. It's pretty rough. We still haven't seen him play more than 20 snaps in a game. Or we haven't even seen him play 20 snaps in a game.
0: And I don't mind betting on, and I know this has burned us, everyone, that's ever bet, bet on this guy. But Eric Ebron, after seeing that big target volume, yeah. he's kind of gone away from the run. So I, I don't mind... Listen, I'm not saying Eric Ebron's going to have a good game, but we're talking about guys that may not
2: even get a target or may score a touchdown. So. Right. So he could be in that mix too. I think that's fair to say. I just wonder if he had that type of workload because of what the matchup or the coverage dictated or, or what the Lions saw coming into the game.
1: So, well, okay, give me your top three then, like eliminating the guys who are owned in more than 80% of leagues. Your top three tight ends this week.
0: Trey Burton.
2: Mm-hmm. As of now.
0: I'm going to say Eric Ebron second.
2: Wow. Really?
1: Oh, who, who am I putting him over? Adam Shaheen? I guess I'd rather have OJ Howard, but fine. No, you're right. They all stink.
0: Um, And then I'll say... Uh, do I have to? You have to. I'm I'm going to just throw
2: a complete Hail Mary to Austin Hooper. I don't hate Austin Hooper this week. I'm 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 interested that you said that. Yeah. So why'd you say that? Uh he's
0: facing Tampa Bay. That's the team that Eric Ebron just broke out against. They are awful in every way. The Falcons are going to score a ton of points. You're hoping a guy score goes gets a touchdown. Right. He's in that conversation. Why not pick a tight end on a team that's supposed to score a bunch of them?
2: Yeah. I don't. I I agree with you. I think Hooper does have a chance to score this week. I think Shaheen could too. And I think O.J. Howard. Eh, maybe not O.J. Howard as much. What about Jesse James with Pittsburgh against the Patriots? He's in the again. I don't
0: think it's the worst thing at all to just go and look at the Vegas spreads. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a tight end and you're choosing between these guys, and find the guy with the highest projected total and just hope that he gets in the end zone. Sure.
1: Let's talk about DSTs in just a second, because look, it's holiday time. And you gotta protect your home, okay? You're going away. It's really important to have good home security. That's why we're telling you about Simply Safe. S I M P L I com simply spelled with an I instead of a Y SimplySafe.com slash FFT for $100 off a security package. This offers available for a limited time. You can take a hundred bucks off. And this is really incredible because simply safe is already extremely affordable. A great deal at 1499 a month for 24 seven professional monitoring. You've got no installation costs. You got no hidden fees. You have no long term contracts and you have professional monitoring 24 seven. All that for fourteen ninety nine a month, that is outstanding. You will not find a better deal than that, and you will not be able to get a hundred bucks off if you go to a competitor, so go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. Just a really good deal that you need to take advantage of. Go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. $100 off. simplysafe.com slash FFT. Top three DSTs this week. Go.
0: The Saints, I didn't even realize they were owned, and so... Few leagues, but yeah. uh, if they're under 50 owned, then they have to be the top option at home against the Jets. Yeah,
2: I've got them as my number two DSC this week. If Tyrod Taylor plays, I think I'm going to like the Bills. I like the. I, I've got the Bills ranked high to begin with. Yeah. Um. I. But he, if he plays, that would help the defense stay off the field a little bit.
0: Exactly. Um. And then I think it's kind of a toss-up between
2: the Falcons and the Lions. All, you've named four DSCs that are in my top 12. There and we go. Falcons are second on that list at Tampa Bay.
1: Okay. So the Saints, yeah, the Saints, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints are the number one waiver wire priority for a lot of teams. Cause, you know, maybe sure. it's a wide receiver, but if you don't need a quarterback, if you don't need a running back, you, you could be looking at the Saints facing the Jets and Bryce Petty who, Bryce Petty, in those four games that I mentioned where Robbie Anderson did well, he averaged 198 yards with three touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh I I'm interested in both the Redskins and the Cardinals in that game. Um the Redskins look they haven't had a lot of sacks lately, but the Cardinals have given up, given up 15 sacks in their last two games
2: and their offensive line took a hit. Yep. This this week.
1: Yep, with Jared Veldier out for the year, yeah. or so
2: there there That's might be a dozen sacks in that game.
1: And then you've got the Thursday game, the Colts and the Broncos. The Broncos are I think are 80% owned something like that, 83%. Both those teams are kind of interesting. Yes. Um, there are not, there are some, you know, the Saints appear to be like the head of the class, but if there are four teams left right now in your league, I feel like everybody should be pretty happy with their DST. So Dave, finish it off with some IDP,
2: please. So starting at the defensive line, it was actually kind of decent this week. You could find two guys that might be owned in most IDP leagues, Mario Anderson and, or Mario Anderson, Mario Addison and Mo Wilkerson. Those guys are, are good, but if they're owned and you're looking for some names that no one's ever heard of Anthony Lanier with the Redskins and Denico Autry, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Denico. I just don't know. He's with the Raiders. Those guys are both owned in 0% of leagues. They've been playing pretty well lately. Linebacker wasn't very strong. Bruce Irvin, I believe has had five sacks in his last three games, at least one in each game. Going to be a little difficult to see him do it again against Dallas, but he's been playing real well. And I just have a funny feeling that the Raiders come out hot in this game. Uh, Jack Del Rio talked about it this week uh, i think that defense is going to be real fired up to take on dallas kelvin shepherd with the giants should get a lot of opportunities to make tackles defensive back is where it's at four names for you at db quandre Diggs is now a safety for the lions his tackles have gone way up sean davis i believe he's with the steelers uh desmond king with the chargers jeff heath with the cowboys all those guys have been playing well lately and should be in positions to put up lots of fantasy points. Buda Baker,
1: man. Buda Baker keeps putting up good fantasy points for the Cardinals. Um, so that's I've a got a
0: guy, if you play in a league, where you get points for kick and punt returns, which I wish all leagues did. No. It's a part, no. it's a part of the game. No. It's a big part of the game. Oh, but, Adori, kick, but
1: kicking is not a part of the game. Get rid of kickers, but put in return yards. Wow, that's
0: mean. Return, return guys are, yes. They're offensively moving the ball forward down the field. Kicking, no, kicking is not part of the game though. No, um, no, they're not. Okay. Uh, uh, Who did you say? I'm sorry. Adore Jackson. He's returning both kicks and punts and they're trying to get a little bit involved in offense as well.
2: Give him one or two carries a week. Yeah. Budabaker's owned in 27% of CBS Sports League. So you could see if he's out there. He's been okay.
1: Let me get through uh, some stuff here. Tampa Bay defensive tackle Gerald McCoy could be out for the season with a biceps injury. Mentioned that Jared Veldier for the Cardinals is their left tackle. He was their right tackle. They lost their left tackle, so he moved to left tackle. Now he's out. Uh Seattle linebackers KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner are dealing with injuries. We don't know. This what is
2: humongous, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, great players, and that would be just more great players on this defense that that could get shredded by the Rams.
2: They will not look like themselves if they don't have. Wagner on the field
1: Patriots had a couple of injuries yesterday Patrick Chung got hurt in the final minute of the game their safety he appeared to be okay and defensive tackle Alan Branch left with an injury a lot of Rams news safety Kavon yeah. Webster out for the A cornerback Kayvon Webster out for the season linebacker Connor Barwin will come back this week and Tremaine Johnson should be able to play this week and uh, Andrew Whitworth their left tackle is expected to play so that is good stuff. Also good stuff, the cbssports.com shop. Go to cbssports.com slash gift. Shop around. Look for some clothes, whatever you want to send, some memorabilia. Send some people some holiday gifts, cbssports.com slash gift. And when you do that, our promo code is CBSFANTASY. You get 15% off your order of $75 or more. So, again, go to cbssports.com slash gift. Awesome stuff on that website. You're going to want to buy some stuff for yourself and the promo code is Fantasy, 15% off an order of $75 or more. Holiday time. Get some people some awesome sports stuff. Um, some close calls from yesterday. Our listeners, Jim lost 141.62 to 141.56. If Jarvis Landry had gotten one more yard on his last minute, uh, he had a catch in like the last couple minutes, one more yard he would have won. So that sucks.
2: That's terrible.
1: A loser from a city featured in P.D. Pablo's P.D. Pablo's most famous song, what the hell does that mean? Who
0: the heck is P.D. Pablo? Do you guys know? He's an artist, he sings a song.
1: P.D. Pablo, uh, oh, he's a rapper. Oh, not very hip. Artist? Yeah, alright, so, he lost, uh, 122 to 129, (laughs) 121.9. That's terrible. Oh, my gosh. And he outscored every other playoff team by at least 212 points this year. So great year, and he lost by one point. Oh, that one tenth of a point. Uh, Dill the Thrill in Ventura, California says, Hey, Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Beef, uh, both of my playoff matchups came down to players losing yardage on the last possession of the game. Goff getting sacked and fumbling on Sunday and Kenyon Drake getting tackled for a two-yard loss gave me a .2-point 0.2 fan- 0.2 win. He won by point two. Oh my god. That's terrific. And uh from Brett, dear Frosty, Rudolph, not John McLain, and Blitzen. Like it. Um, buddy of mine tied in a fractional league, as you can see. The tiebreaker is higher overall seed, which I believe is the worst tiebreaker ever. It's bench points or bust. What's the best what's the worst tiebreaker loss you've ever had in the playoffs, if any?
2: I think bench points is one of the worst, actually. Yeah, I'm not a I, fan of it. I, I think higher overall seed is absolutely the way that it should be. Yep, yep. Um, Brett, you are wrong.
0: I will say I the worst tiebreaker I've had was in a baseball league that was categories, and the tiebreaker was your head-to-head record against them in the regular season. Um, but Chris Towers, I believe, lost a fantasy championship in a basketball league because they tied in the championship game.
2: And the tiebreaker was like field goals made. Ooh,
0: that's
1: terrible.
2: It is bad. And this is just a, a quick pointer for the commissioners out there: make sure you've got your playoff tiebreakers known yes. to your league before yes. uh, before there's a tie in your league. But higher seed should absolutely higher. Yeah. It, it it's so 100% obvious.
1: Bench yeah. points is awful because then you just put quarterbacks on your bench, and it's like bench points right. is the worst. Oh man, I would be furious if I lost based on bench points.
0: Can I give a uh, a suggestion for tweet of the day? real Sure, quick? sure. From uh Sage Rosenfels. Oh, hey, Sage, what's up? Nick Foles and the Eagles have the 1 seed. Case Keenum and the Vikings have the 2 seed. Jared Goff and the Rams have a 3 seed. All three were quarterbacks under Jeff Fisher in their previous 3 seasons.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's not a it has not been a good year for Jeff Fisher. It's been a worse year for him without him even coaching. It's crazy. He it, he wow. All right, guys. Um, let's talk about the games real quick here, so we can get more into the waiver wire and the dropometer meter and all that. Pittsburgh thirty nine, Baltimore thirty eight. What a great week this was!
2: This was a hell of a game.
1: Ben Roethlisberger threw sixty six passes for five hundred yards. He is the third. He has now three five hundred yard games. First quarterback ever to do that. Um, what are your major takeaways from this
0: game, Heath? Um. Too late, I, Dave. Yeah, I don't know if they're, <laughs> what What's the takeaway? The Steelers are awesome. Alex Collins thing. is
1: incredible, and he should have had a much bigger night. Javoris Allen snaked him a couple times.
2: Yeah, that's a problem.
1: And the Steelers' defense is not good.
2: Oh, that's that's a fact. Yeah, what does this say about the Ravens' defense? They're not good without Jimmy Smith. No, they they definitely took a step back without Jimmy Smith. They did great against the run. They held Le'Veon Bell to forty eight for 48 yards on 13 carries
1: I have a slightly different take on that I actually thought they played pretty damn well just it was just too much Ben at the end you know like and and Humphreys came in and played pretty well for Jimmy Smith i I'm, they are worse without Smith no question but I was impressed with the Ravens they gave up 39 points and I came away like impressed
0: I didn't feel like they got much of a pass rush at all on Ben
1: oh yeah that that could be yeah can you drop Danny Woody? can you drop martavis Bryant
2: yep Yeah.
1: All right. You're never going
2: to feel confident starting either one over the next two weeks. Juju's coming back for Pittsburgh. Right.
1: We want to keep Juju, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Miami 27, New England 17. Just a slow, just a blowout. I mean, it was a 10-point game, but Miami had the ball for 36 minutes and 9 seconds. How about Tom Brady? 19 combined fantasy points in his last two games, but he'll get Gronk back. Um, what do you what do you think about uh, the Patriots running backs here? They barely ran the ball in this game. 5 carries for Lewis, 5 carries for Burkhead, and of course Burkhead got the goal line touchdown. It
2: just seems like such an uncharacteristic game for New England. The the fact that they didn't convert a first down, the fact that they only ran the ball 10 times, even the Patriots typically run the ball more than that. They didn't have Gronkowski. This just didn't I just don't think that this game is indicative of who the Patriots are.
0: I, I will say I think it's pretty clear after the last three weeks there is no feature back in New England. Dion Lewis and Rex Burkhead have like three – are separated by three carries over the last three weeks. Um, you need to project no one for more than 50% of the carries.
1: Okay. I think it's safe to project them both for like 13 to 15 carries. It's what they typically get. They just fell behind. They had the ball for 26 minutes, or whatever. I feel
0: comfortable projecting both for 13 to 15 touches in one way or another. 23,
1: 51. Yeah.
0: But not carries.
1: Okay. um, Chris Hogan caught a touchdown, but it was called back. Well, he it was incomplete. He almost caught a touchdown, but he didn't do much. And Danny Amendola, five games this year with more than five targets, seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in all five of those games. You just don't know with him. Which guy would you rather have rest of season?
2: To be fair, I thought that he was a pretty decent option given that Gronk was yep. out, but when Hogan came back, that made me lower my expectations for him. But I'd definitely rather have Hogan this week and rest of the season. Yes.
1: Okay. And, uh, Kenyon Drake has been outstanding. He's Bitcoin. Um, Kenny Stills was a total he's dud. He's really good.
2: He, I just, I can't stress enough how impressed I've been with Kenyon Drake. Yep. He's playing great. Really breaking tackles. Quick cuts. He's doing it behind this version of the Dolphins' offensive line. Like, really, really impressive stuff. Adam Gase said he didn't believe in a feature back a couple of weeks ago. It was one of the reasons why I was a little nervous to go with Drake. You can't be now. And Gase has to use him as a feature back, obviously. Yeah. And and have a great game how
1: Boston. about that catch he made up the
2: sideline? As it, and you saw it coming. Gruden saw it coming a mile away. He called it out before the play because he had him. Lined up on a linebacker, he just ran a simple go route. Pretty elementary.
1: Alright, guys. I think Adam Gaze should should get Kenyon Drake a holiday present. I think you should get him a watch. That way he's never gonna be late, you know? Get yourself a watch. I'm so tired of pulling out a cell phone to look at the to look at the time. Watches are great, especially movement watches. And the URL, people have been asking, what's the URL? It is m v m t both are m's like mary mvmt.com slash f football Here's what you get at MVMT.com slash FFootball. You get 15% off an amazing watch with free shipping and free returns. A clean design, a great fashion statement, just a simple watch, nothing too fancy, but but still very nice, and people are going to give you compliments on it. When I wear my movement watch, I get a lot of compliments on it because people aren't used to seeing me with a watch. I wasn't either. I'm all about it now. I am totally a watch guy. This is a great – holiday gift if you don't want to get this for someone else man get it for yourself they got men's watches they got women's watches shop around mvmt.com slash f football what i love about it company started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylus watches so they said all right let's make them affordable watches a lot of times you're talking 500 bucks and up movement watches started just 95 dollars. again go to mvmt.com slash f football 15 off free shipping free returns mvmt.com/f-football join the movement. Let's go to the dropo meter real quick here, guys. Zero to ten on these fellas. Sterling Shepard, zero to ten.
2: I'm, you- I, I don't want to. I think he might be among the best receivers that you could have as depth on your fantasy team. Next two weeks, you look at who the Giants play. They've got the Eagles. It's tough. They've got Arizona. I don't think he'll see a lot of Patrick Peterson. I I don't know how comfortable I feel. I'm going to give it a five on the drop
0: I'll change my zero to a one. I would drop him for Mike Wallace, for Marquise Goodwin, for D.D. Westbrook. Right. That, that's it.
2: Sure. Non-PPR leagues, if those guys are out there and I need someone to potentially start, that's a move I'm making. And what happens if they bench Eli again?
1: And they might, yeah. And I dropped Sterling yeah, Shepard for,
2: for Robert Woods. I'm assuming
1: you guys would as well.
2: Yes. Okay. Drop uh, Shepherd for Woods. I would
0: rather start Shepherd this week, so probably not.
1: All right, from and here's here's another thing. Like we're, we're obviously at the point in the season where the future doesn't matter all that much, you have to win this week. So when you drop someone, I think the most important thing is is that person going to be used against you in a court of law? And is that person is that player that you drop going to beat you? So keep that in mind.
0: Um, I mean we're pretty much at the point was who the, the only determination for me is who is going to score more points
2: this week. Yeah. Right. It's almost like the waiver wire is your bench. But yeah. also you don't want to give
1: someone else an you know a player to use against you.
2: Right. And that's really the thing that you have to think about with the droppometer.
1: All right, then in that case, Debo says Amari Cooper sucks, so
0: def Amari Cooper on the droppometer.
2: Is if he's hurt and he's gonna miss some games, then it's like a eleven, obviously. If I'm making my decision tonight, it's probably a two. I'd go higher than that. I'll say a four.
1: Uh, Mike Wallace. They, they play
2: at Philly in Week 16. It's gonna be very tough.
1: Michael Rogers is dropping Mike Wallace for Marquise Goodwin.
2: I'm fine with
0: that. I don't like dropping Mike Wallace, but I'd rather have Marquise Goodwin. So,
1: uh, from Scott, Marcus Mariota, ten. Oh, yes. I uh, at San Francisco. San Francisco just gave up 18 fantasy points to Drew Stanton, 20 fantasy points to Eli Manning, 22 fantasy points to TJ Yates on 26 pass attempts. Like I have to decide Nick Foles if I can pick him up
0: or Marcus Mariota. I do have Mariota. Or I mean Foles. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. I don't want to trust him. I don't either. I mean it's two quarterback He leads. just has he's played poorly. And he's not healthy again.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the knee sprain.
1: Uh from Carlos, DeMarco Murray drop a meter.
2: I think it can be done. Three uh five. Uh Jordan excited Reed excited about starting DeMarco Murray. Nobody. Nobody. Jordan Reed. It's probably gonna come out soon that he's not gonna play because 'cause it's been that way the last X amount of weeks, four weeks. So nine. Yeah, nine, ten. A big fat hen.
1: <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Aaron Jones.
2: Ten. Unless I've got Jamal Williams. Okay. Uh, Devontae Parker. Ten. Mike Evans. Zero. I can't do it.
1: Somebody tweeted me and said Mike Evans is playing hurt.
0: I don't know if I can start him this week over just about anybody, but I can't drop him. Where'd you rank him? I've got him right around 40 right now.
2: 40? Wow. He's getting no targets. I've got him 15th. (laughs) And I don't know if I really like it. I will probably move him up
0: a little bit just because I get peer pressured into it, but. No, 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 no. I think you should stick with it. That's where the number came out to start. Danny Woodhead. 10. 10.
1: Alright, waiver wire again. So honestly, like we usually kind of do a quick overview at the top of the show and then go more in depth, but we went pretty in depth at the top of the show. So that's okay. That's good stuff. Let's do the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. Case Keenum and Blake Bortles are the shallow league guys and you should feel pretty good about all of them. Rogers is our favorite. The other guys to look at are Jimmy Garoppolo facing Tennessee, Joe Flacco at Cleveland, Nick Foles at the Giants, Jay Cutler at Buffalo, and I'll just throw in Tyrod Taylor against the Dolphins. So Garoppolo, Flacco, Foles, Cutler, and Tyrod Taylor, and who is, who would be your three, top three from that
2: group? I'll go Garoppolo, Foles, Flacco. I will go Foles, Garoppolo,
0: Flacco.
1: Okay. All right, then. I'm going to give you some names for Week 16. People are always like, hey, Adam, what about Week 16? Well, Joe Flacco against the Colts. Mitchell Trubisky against Cleveland. Tyrod Taylor at New England. I don't know that that's a good matchup. It was last night, but hasn't been before. Kirk Cousins against Denver. I know that's weird to say, but Kirk Cousins against Denver. Tom Savage against Pittsburgh. That's also weird to say, but Pittsburgh's bad now. That pass defense. Nick. Is Tom Savage playing? Oh yeah, it's a good point. Could be He's Yates. Banged up. Nick Foles against Oakland. Blake Bortles at San Francisco. And Blaine Gabbard against the Giants. I, I think what you notice here is that Flacco Foles and Bortles—they have good matchups in weeks
0: 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you buried the lead. I think the three best options on that list were the last three names you said: Foles, Bortles, and Gabbert. Mm-hmm. I like Flacco better than Gabbert.
1: Flacco, but but I'm not gonna—I'm not saying you're wrong, just personally. Gabbert's been pretty crap lately. I mean, you are saying I'm wrong. No, I'm saying you could easily be <laughs> right. You're wrong about the Wentz Foles thing. I I really like for you to take a deep breath. Exhale. Think about what you said. That there's not. I think. Have-
2: I think he should have 24 hours to either um, change his stance or cement his stance. My, like
0: my my comment was, there's not, not as big a difference between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles as you guys are acting like. Well, that, you wouldn't
1: even know how we were acting though. Like you were just assuming as, how as we were America
0: acting. As America is acting, okay. we were pretty. I was pretty shocked. Yeah, like I didn't say Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. Yeah, you, you did. not. <laughs> I mean, Nick Foles' best year was better than
2: Carson Wentz' best year. Is the, oh, the drop off so, oh, bigger or smaller than Jay Cutler to Matt Moore? Bigger,
0: uh, bigger. I don't even know. Like I don't a uh, bigger, I guess, because I don't think either one of them are good. Okay.
2: Yeah. Fi- uh,
0: right. Running
1: backs, waiver wire running backs. Now, CJ. I was Anderson- going to try.
2: I was going to try frying Heath's mind and say, "What about Drew Stanton to Blaine Gabbard?"
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's it may not be bigger than Josh McCown to Bryce Petty. I think that could be a bigger drop off. That's
2: that's going to be a pretty big one based on how McCown played this year. All
1: right, so running back C.J. Anderson's eighty four percent on. We haven't talked about him. Would you, if you saw C.J. Anderson available, would you pick him up and start him at Indianapolis this week?
2: I I would consider it. I would definitely pick him up just to have the option to use him. I'm I, I'm gonna kind of forget about what happened in that snow game as far as you know, what does it mean for each team.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But C.J. Anderson's been getting a lot of work. I've got him just outside my top 24. I've got him just inside my top 20, so yes, I would. C.J. Anderson, Mike Davis,
1: uh, if he's healthy, he's got a great matchup. Giovanni Bernard, if he plays and Joe Mixon's out, he's a bad matchup. Although, the last two running backs against Minnesota, Devontae Freeman averaged 6.2 yards per carry and Jonathan Stewart 6.4 yards per carry. That's weird. Uh, Theo Riddick... I, I really think that Riddick might be a big priority here. Um Tariq Cohen. These guys are owned in more than 65% of leagues. So who's your favorite three there? Anderson, Mike Davis, Geo, Riddick,
2: Cohen. I'm not, I'm not gonna put Davis in there because I don't know if he's playing this week and if I don't know he's playing I can't make a, a my first waiver claim for him. Sure. I'd go Riddick. And then assuming that Mixon's out Gio would be ahead of CJ Anderson. But again, if if we're not sure about Mixon's status, then I think you've got to put Anderson ahead of Gio. I'm assuming that all of these guys
0: are going to have the same good situation they had last week uh in terms of people not being like Amir Abdul is not coming back, Joe Mixon's not coming back. So I will say Geo, Anderson, Riddick.
1: And Riddick has the Bears, and we were really excited about the Bears Road defense and depleted defense for Geo last week, and Geo had a very nice game. Uh, so Riddick, you know, could help you. And in shallower leagues, Jonathan Stewart is 65% owned. Kerwin Williams is 15% owned. Peyton Barber, 50% owned. Two guys we haven't talked about, Rod Smith, Wayne Gallman. And then there's also Teon Green, who, you know, five carries last week. He's, he's kind of an afterthought. But uh Jonathan Stewart, Kerwin Williams, Peyton Barber, Rod Smith, Wayne Gallman, ranked top three.
0: Stewart, Williams, Barber. Williams, Barber, Stewart.
1: All right. Who do you want to start this week?
0: That's the order I gave you, Stewart.
1: You want but do you want to start all of them or no, Heath?
0: Um as a flex, sure. They're all fine flexes. Okay. None of them are top twenty four running backs for me. All
1: right, wide receivers? In shallow leagues, we got Cooper Cup, Paul Richardson, and Robert Woods. I just, so who's the slot re- this is a stupid question I shouldn't be asking, but I am gonna ask it. Who's the slot receiver for the uh, Seahawks? Baldwin. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, of course. Okay, of course. Um Rams seem to really struggle against slot receivers. They're also missing Kayvon Webster. So it's probably a big week for Baldwin, not necessarily for Richardson or Lockett. Uh all right, we got Marky Scobin, DD Westbrook, Mike Wallace, Tyler Lockett, Jamie put there. Corey Coleman, Kendall Wright. I don't know. The only. Th- All right, fine. So, so we've we've talked enough about Goodwin, Westbrook, and Wallace. What about Lockett, Coleman, Kendall Wright? It's obviously deeper leagues. What about Dontrell Lindman? Maybe he bounces back. The Lions have four straight games without allowing a touchdown to a wide receiver. That's not good for the, for the Bears guys. But um, is there anybody you're interested in in deep leagues?
0: Lockett, because I do think that game probably. Looks more and more like there's going to be a lot of passing in it.
1: But Lockett ahead of Richardson, or Richardson ahead of Lockett?
2: Richardson ahead of Lockett. All right. I would go Richardson gets more targets, so I would take him ahead of Lockett.
1: Okay. And we got tight ends. Tight ends. We're hoping for Earths. We're hoping for Reed.
2: Hunter we Henry. Are? Why? I don't know if I'm hoping for Reed. Why? Because first game back after a long stay on the injured list.
1: I mean, I'm not saying I'm hoping for him that I like I'd start him, but it's not like a Damian Williams situation where he'd be taking away from a guy who's playing great or anything.
2: You no, know? but I, it's didn't he have one great game this year? You know what he can do though.
1: Look, yeah. I, I, it's not fine. We're hoping for Hurts. Just <laughs> leave it at that. Just Hurts. All right, but if Hurts is out, we like Trey Burton a lot, Charles Clay, Adam Shaheen, O.J. Howard. Who's number two behind Trey Burton?
2: I forgot what you had said. Was it Shaheen? I said Eric Ebron. I, I would go Shaheen, but I don't. I don't have much conviction on it.
0: When have we ever had conviction over like number
2: two and a half tight ends? Right. Last but week. Last week, it's we, guys who can score. I'm picking a tight end that's got a great matchup right. that has been getting some decent targets. I guess. I guess.
1: Alright, but but last week it was, you know, Steven Anderson, Ricky Seals Jones, and who was oh, uh Cameron Brait. <laughs> we were excited about Cameron Braight and it was O. J. Howard who caught the touchdown. Uh which should give you a little bit of pause with O. J. Howard, because two weeks ago brake caught two touchdowns. What about Jared Cook against Dallas? Four tight ends have scored eight or more fantasy points against Dallas in their last six games.
0: Uh well, that depends. Are people going to start believing and relying on Jared Cook again? <laughs> because anytime we do, he lets us down.
2: Is he the Santa Claus of tight
0: ends? Um, I he's a top twelve tight end for me this week. He is for me too, Just because of. But but I don't know how like, he could be this. The story
2: is. Hey, great. Wait, 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 the... Wait,
1: wait, wait Before you say that, before honestly, a lot of kids listen to our podcast, so just
2: I I understand. Santa Claus doesn't let us down. That's true. So he can't possibly be the Santa Claus. Could he be the Grinch? Well, I watched the Grinch last night. Great movie. He's the Grinch. I take it back.
0: And I watched The Simpsons episode, last exit to Springfield,
1: where Mr. Burns plays the Grinch at the end. So how about that, Heath? Same viewing habits. Yep. Alright, these uh these tight ends are really tough. Um I guess if I'm totally desperate, I wouldn't mind. No, I would. I would. Ricky Seals Jones, I would mind. But but he does have the second best matchup in fantasy. Yep. All right, Trey I, Burton. I don't mind it. I'm all into Trey Burton. Uh but, so you know. So here comes Zekers. Yeah, of course, of course. DSTs. We love the Saints this week. The Falcons, the Lions. I'm pretty, I'm fairly interested in the, in the Redskins. Cardinals have given up a ton of sacks and already allowed the six most fantasy points to DSTs and they're traveling across the country. The Colts, the Broncos, they're good options. We're just, I'm just going to ask this, but we can eliminate it. The Giants against the Eagles. We're, we don't care, right? We don't want the Giants. No,
2: against them. no, no, no.
1: Uh got some week sixteen DSTs for you. And I'll give these to you tomorrow as well. Bears against Cleveland, Redskins against the Broncos. Yes, Broncos. Uh Chargers at the Jets. Char if the Chargers are available, they're playing the Chiefs this week. They got the Jets next week, and they are yeah. playing great. They are playing great. So you could definitely start I, okay, I'm just gonna editorialize here, correct me if I'm wrong. You can definitely start the Chargers over the Steelers and Patriots, right?
0: This week? Yep. Yeah. This week, I don't really want to start the Chargers this week. Alex Smith doesn't really turn the ball over and they're a road defense in a bad environment. So I.
1: Doesn't the I, bad environment help though? The Chargers? Just sloppy, makes the offense a little sloppy and their defense is playing really well.
0: They, they are really good. I, I just, I prefer not to start road defenses if I can avoid it. And I, when I said bad environment, I meant, um, yeah, I wasn't talking about the weather. Oh, okay. All
1: right, well anyway, Chargers next week at the Jets. Arizona's at against the Giants next week. Chiefs have the Dolphins. Steelers are at Houston. I don't know if I trust the Steelers, but they are at Houston. And then kickers, like Dan Bailey, didn't have a great game, but <laughs> Dan Bailey at Oakland could really help. Travis Coons is at Kansas City. Robbie Gold has Tennessee.
2: I I I would hype up Coons for sure. He's the kicker for the Chargers. They're moving the ball great. Mm-hmm. He's going to get tons of opportunities.
1: Yeah, Bailey too. Bailey's 27% owned. All right, guys. That's the waiver wire. Is that's all I've got. Anything for you?
0: That's it. I just want to make clear I did not say that Nick Foles is better than Carson
2: Wentz. Here's what I heard. I heard Nick Foles is the best quarterback in Philadelphia Eagles history, and Carson Wentz is trash. That's what I heard.
1: That is what I heard too. Yeah. Quote. It's going on Twitter. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about 2018. We'll look at the tough calls for Fantasy Week 15. And we'll recap the waiver wire, help you out with some Week 16 stuff as well. For Dave, for Heath, I'm Adam. Goodbye. Later. Later.